Hey kitties, Adam Carolla here, and guess who's coming to Detroit? That's right, me, Thursday, January 30th. Motor City Casino Hotels Soundboard. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Come on out and say hi. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for a very special installment of Classic Loveline. We've been trying to get you this one for a while. It's a combination of Classic Loveline 121 from March 17th, 1996, Sunday Night Show. The guest is Jed the Fish. It's the source of his crazy laugh drops that will be played throughout Loveline and Enger Mike's run, and then Enger Anderson will play them from time to time as well. It's an incomplete show, but we have the body of it, so the majority of the episode's intact. This is one we weren't going to release because it was too incomplete, but we're putting it out for you uh, with a combination of the next night show, episode 122. This one's very partial. What we know about this episode, it's March 18th, 1996, Monday night, and this is a short clip. Uh, the first guest was Paul Williams, the actor, composer, uh, everything else he does. And then James or Jamie Bruce, the director of Headless Body in Topless Bar, which is one of these post-Pulp Fiction style films that Adam always uh, bitches about on the show that came out after Pulp Fiction and he, and he had to promote on the show or see or just generally be around that he didn't quite like. Neither of the guests appear in this episode. They were just the guests booked on it for a rare two-guest show. All in all, I'm extremely happy this is finally being released and it helps us complete the archive as best we can. As per usual, it was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. She, like, stole money from me. She, you know, takes my things. She's, like, not very, you know, nice with my things. She has no respect for anything. She used my dishes and as um, ashtrays. I mean, I just so mad at her. She stole money from me. She so you're okay. helping her, and she abused you. What's that? You're helping her. She abused you. Now what? Totally. And she takes my food. And I mean, it's, it's just right now. I'm just like so mad at her. But on the, I have, I haven't been mean to her. I mean, anybody else, if she stole money, they would, you know, they would have like really hurt her. But I didn't. And right. Right now, I think she needs help. Well, actually, she does need help. Yes. Because also, she, like I said, she's in a. a like a really abusive relationship. I mean, this guy like just kicks her all over the place. So you want to know what to do? And you yeah. want to know what to tell her? I want to know what to tell her. I want to know if I can help her because, like, I've been nice to her. I didn't say anything about the money. I didn't say anything. Right, anything, right, anything. right. All right, we get the uh, we get the idea. It, it it has been my experience because I've you know I've I grew up in the valley where most of the people I went to junior high and high school with became, you know, drug addicts, alcoholics, uh, you know, half of them. Most? You know, well, the one, I said the ones I hung out with. Oh, I see. Not, not most of school, but, again, most of the ones I seem to hang out with. And Imagine the, that. The thing, well, it was just funny. We just saw the uh, Tyson fight last night, and I was with uh, Jimmy from the station, and we were going to go over there. And uh, over to a friend's house, and I said, yeah, I'm going to bring a, a six-pack. And he said, yeah, maybe we should bring some more beer for the guys. And I was like, I realized that all my friends who were there were all sober because because four years ago they polished off a fifth of 151 and put their hand through the through the window at a 7-Eleven, you know, meaning everybody I knew basically was either an alcoholic or sober. In recovery. Or in recovery, recovery. Yeah. right. Right, so I've had a lot of people come over and like flop at the apartment and all that kind of stuff, and 
you, you really you try to help them, but logic doesn't really work with them because they wouldn't be coming over and flopping at the apartment in the first place if they were real straight and clear thinkers. You, you know what I mean? And I don't mean to abuse the abused because a lot of these people did suffer some atrocities mm-hmm. and some abuse, and that's the reason they're acting out. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're stealing from you is because maybe they were stolen from or maybe worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe they were sexually, physically, emotionally most likely abused, well, and, and, and now it manifests itself this and way. And for Shauna's uh, roommate, we can predict that she was. If, if For teenagers that run away from right. home and remain away, virtually 100% are abused in some fashion. Right, but... What I'm basically trying to say is, is it's years before they come to it a lot of the time right. or can act on it. I mean, you can let them use your car and they'll crash it. You can lend them money and they'll spend it on, on beer. You know what I mean? You can open basically your house to them right. and they will they will you know crap on the sofa, spill the bong, and I mean um, <laughs> do something to the dog and, and eat your food and leave without... Without saying thanks. So what you're telling our caller here on Loveline is that this person has to be ready to be helped, and it's someone 17 years old, maybe years away from that. Right. Yeah, unless they're ready, it's just not going to take. And right. you can sit, you know, and you'll have these conversations. I did everything. I yeah. can't believe they didn't even thank me, or I lent her money. She didn't pay her. She stole after I opened my right. arms to her. She, had the, she stole my boyfriend after I let her into my home or whatever. Right. Right. This is going to happen. Yeah, There's no logic that. to you it. This, expect that. Right. This is a, a per- person that has this pathology. Yeah. It's going to go on yeah. for a while. Yeah. So don't try to put logic to it. And and decide what your limits are, how much you can tolerate, how much support you're going to give her, and hold the line there, and you're done at a certain point. Daisy. Yes. You're on Loveline. Hi, everybody. Daisy. Hey. And my question is for Dr. Jew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I need to know what Zovrax is prescribed for. It's an antiviral drug, uh, most commonly for herpes. That's what I was afraid of. What's but, the deal? Uh, well, it's not me. It's with my cousin. She's 16 years old. She's probably listening. This is not my real name, but, okay, the deal is that I saw it. That's for nobody's name, Daisy. That's true. Even <laughs> Daisy Fuentes, for the name <laughs> Shirley Fuentes. <laughs> no, okay, well, my best friend's brother, I mean, my brother's best friend's little girl's name is Daisy, so there is somebody named Daisy. Um I noticed it at her house. I was really disturbed when I saw it because I associated it with herpes because a person in my inner circle also has had herpes. She was diagnosed about eight well, years ago. I mean, ago. It's, not, it's, not it's not the end of the world. And it's also not just for herpes. I mean, even for uh, cold sores in the mouth. Uh, but she does not have shingles. I see, I see her every day. Mm. I'm talking about my cousin. And, and, and herpes is an extremely common condition right now. I mean, it's very common. Mm-hmm. This is what always leads me to believe that Drew has some form of herpes, by the way, because he's always, he's always like, seriously, we get like a rock band in here. We'll have like the Boston Pops in here. There'll be 55 people in and Drew will go, 85% of the people on the planet have herpes. And everyone like looks around each other and goes, I don't have herpes. And then I look at Drew and I go, I think Drew has herpes. And he's basically extending the herpes uh, welcome wagon to us and wanting us to get on board. I don't know, Drew. No, I didn't say 85%. Jed, herpes? My, my concern is yeah. that, oh, people, okay. that, that people. <laughs> Hold on, let's get a quick uh, let's get a quick hand count here. Mike herpes? No, Mike says no. But Mike's not even had sex with look, one look, woman hey, yet. Hey, hey, look, what? look, look, look. Okay. The, the fact is that that it's very common, and people. My, my 
thing with this is that people get so terribly upset about this condition. That's we're talking about a skin rash. It's a, it's a common thing. It's very common. People get upset about genital warts too, which is almost ubiquitous out there. It's very common. And, and, and this is that something that's treatable. It has issues with it. It can be managed, but people don't need to fly into a panic. My, my impression is that to a large extent the press has created this panic about this disease, this disorder. It's not even really a disease process. And and, and it can be dealt with. It's not something to pay. It's not AIDS. It's not going to kill anybody. Yeah, on okay. on that scale, yes, it is not AIDS. It used to be. It's a skin rash. Before, right, okay, but it is. It, she does not have uh, on the mouth or wherever. Okay, so, so she's sixteen, and now you, you suspect she's having sex. Well, her mom has absolutely no idea. When I asked my aunt about it, she said that it was prescribed for acne. No. Okay. Uh, Listen, Daisy. What? Who are you, McGruff, the sex detective? Yeah, For Christ's sake, the girl's 16. Give her wait, a little privacy. Wait, wait, Stop wait. rifling through the medicine cabinet. <laughs> wait, you know that. See, I knew, I knew that if I didn't explain myself carefully, that this conclusion was going to be jumped to about me. This, she is my cousin. She's like, actually, she's like my sister. She's like my little sister. I, well, know, why don't you sit down and have a little talk? Yeah, with her. if Maybe. you're so close, just sit down and discuss it with her. I actually, I haven't seen her. I haven't seen. See, I was intending to see her today, and she didn't come with us where we were going, and so I haven't had a chance to All right. ask her about it. This is just a few days ago. Daisy, what? Good luck with your herpes sore. Yes. <laughs> Good luck with your problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> Chad's probably right. Daisy, then she's like your sister. You do care. Make sure you you don't come from a real authoritative no, 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 place. No, I understand. Yeah. And just sit down and talk to her and tell her your concern and tell her, you know, you were there and Drew has herpes too and Jed's got them and she's <laughs> no, like, I should I get out of here. We're just trying I, to spread I, them I, around. You guys put some kind of like bandana on or oh, something. Wait. I'm, okay, I, I'm I, relatively no, healthy. I asked her mom. I'd seen it. It wasn't I was snooping through the house. This is my aunt's house. I mean, it was on. All right, all right, Daisy. All right, just just okay, talk to her. Excuse me of being Mr. McGruff or whatever. All right, that just come, come from love. I- <laughs> That's basically true. Yeah. Yeah, and like I was saying, I've said this before. There, the, this, this, this disease is stigmatized because of the name. I believe. I think we should change it to Happies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a, a, just a couple of letters, and I happy think happy simplex, happy simplex. <laughs> I think people, I think the press would leave it alone. I think people would be much more willing to talk about it and discuss it openly. Yeah, I got happies. Hey, fantastic! High five for happy. <laughs> That's why. That's why we had Jed. Sorry, Dave. In here. <laughs> Uh, now we have, uh, Michael. Yes, hello? Hey. Hey, I just want to say hi to, uh, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, Jed the Fish. Hi. Hi. Hey, I love you guys' show. Thank you. It's cool. Um, you guys took a call a couple calls ago about dressing a certain style. Right. Okay, I just wanted to, um, make a comment, because I'm African-American myself. That was Jessica he was talking about. Jennifer. 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 Yeah. I don't remember her name, but she said, um, you guys are talking about, like, dressing black. No, no. She, she was talking about dressing. Not black. dressing. She said that she was hanging out with an alternative crowd and judged to whatever that is. And it, whoever it was, it was somebody that. Somebody accused her of being white. Right. For, right. for, for, for white. hanging out Acting with these white. people. For hanging out with these people. And she goes, well, what am I supposed to do? Like rap music and wear, you know, oversized shorts and wear a baseball cap backwards or whatever? Oh, okay. I mean, I was just making a statement that you can't, like, dress black. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I think you that was her point like as well. 
but I, you can't like dress black. I think that was her point. I, I think that was the point. I hope that was the point of the call that people took away is that you got Jennifer had to dress like Jennifer, right? And Michael has to dress like Michael, exactly. all right? But, and that's really what's important. All right, but let's not be too politically correct here, and let me no, just jump no, in for one okay, second. Relax, relax. <laughs> all I'm saying because this is my job. All I'm saying is, is if there is a certain dress that's associated with black, there's a certain dress that's associated stereotypically with white, and a certain dress that's uh, with Preppy. Hispanic or whatever. You, yeah, if you're doing like a Saturday Night Live comedy skit, you, you know what you're and you talking went with about. the up, up with right. people, white folk, then you're going to have them wearing the Lacoste shirts and the this and the that and the khaki shorts, and if you, you, by the same token, if you're doing a black sketch or a Hispanic sketch, you would dress. If you're trying to make that point with the ethnicity, you would have certain ways of dressing. So when someone says someone dresses black or someone dresses Mexican or someone dresses white, you kind of know what they're talking well, it about. It may be oversimplifying, but... Right. Yeah. It's kind of like... Um, I, see, I see what you're saying. Right. Uh, another statement was made about... Let's see. Something about, like, why why is it, like, different when somebody from a... Like, somebody in their own race mm-hmm, says, mm-hmm. like, calls them, like, an N-word or something? Right, right, right. 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 Well... Do you understand why it would be different if, like, say, if you were black and somebody else from a different race called you the N-word? Right. You would understand. Right. Well, you know what it kind of is? It's like your friend can call you an asshole. Right, exactly. That's basically what it is. That's I mean, a good way of putting if it. You, if you, I, I never really thought about this, but if you ran into some guy you played high school football with and then he went, hey, or in Jed's case, uh, I don't know, some, some kind of gay thespian group or something in high school, and he went, Jed, you old asshole, come here. That'd be fine, but if some guy you didn't know... Right. Called you an asshole, you'd kind of be pissed off about it. And in in a, in, in races, it's sort of that way. Cool. I mean, right? It's like your brother. Hey, brother. Exactly. He's calling you the N word, right? Right. Right. Okay. I see what you're That's very um, good. And incidentally, I ask, uh, <laughs> Adam pretty much nailed the gay thespian group. <laughs> Michael, what's up? There are a quick question about smoking. Smoking cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes. Trying to quit. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know what the best way is just like to stop cold turkey or Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Here here's I, I, simplistic advice with this. You smoke cools, Michael? No. Okay. <laughs> Jed Jed just held up a sign. Jed had a sign that said cools. I don't know what it meant. <laughs> Michael, look. You still there? Yeah, I'm right, All right here. Listen. The one thing I've noticed about people stopping smoking is it's like dieting. It's in that you really have to be ready to quit. If you're just saying, yeah, I should quit, yeah, I should quit, it's like, yeah, I should lose 10 pounds, I should lose 10 pounds, I'll do it tomorrow. If you have had it with cigarettes, you'll you'll probably make it, okay? Okay. I think the nicotine patches are very useful. The nicotine gum is very useful. You can go to a doctor and, and get that prescribed. I think the, nicotine, the gum is going to be available over the counter soon. Uh, there are smoke-ending uh, uh, classes available through any local hospital, I would suspect. At least they can refer you to one. Um, but I have found that for the most part, when somebody comes in and is really ready to stop, you give them one of these nicotine aids, and they usually are able to do it just cold turkey. And it's as hard to do as kick heroin, right? It, it, subjectively, it is. It's a totally different chemistry in, in my estimation, so it is actually not as hard. Uh, the thing about heroin is it leaves the brain altered for about a year in such a way that the state you're in biologically of being without the drug is so unpleasant that it's hard not to seek relief. Let, let me ask this about smoking, and I guess because it's a chemical addiction. I mean, you're addicted to nic- nicotine just right. like a heroin addict is addicted to heroin or whatever component that's in heroin that's addicting. But I smoke on and off, and I smoke sort of, right. you know, I have, like, times when I smoke. And, right. like, today I left the house. I didn't bring any cigarettes because I, I try not to smoke during the day. Yeah. But after the show tonight, I'm going to enjoy a cigarette on my ride home. Yeah. And I realize it's bad for me 
But I also realize I enjoy it, mm-hmm. just, just like, you know, with candy or something. Right. So it means I'll have it some of the time. But how come other people can't do that with cigarettes? I've been able to do that, you know, for, for many years. I, I don't know. It, it's certainly not the way people have smoked cigarettes traditionally. So you, it used to be people just smoked or they didn't. Right. They smoked, they smoked all the time. Now there's enough awareness and enough attempt to contain the, the use that maybe the real addictive process doesn't have an opportunity to kick in. I don't know if that's the case Right, or but not. how come you wouldn't give advice to someone like Michael who, who, like, the idea of me quitting cold turkey would be very frightening because I really but look not, forward addi- to having ad- my cigarette after you're, the you're, show. You're not, you are not addicted to it yet. The right, chances are good that you'll become. I, yeah, but I've been doing this schedule for, like, eight years. All right, well, maybe, maybe it can be contained. I guess See, it can, but how come we don't give Michael advice? How come we don't say to Michael? Because it doesn't work like that. He's, he is addicted to nicotine. And you're and, not. And everybody who smokes you're, you're, just you're, assume you're, is. You're still getting. I am addicted to the sen- in the sense that I really will want a cigarette at certain times of yeah, the, the day or what have you. Get, you. And the, you still have cravings and you have an experience and whatnot, but you're not dependent on it the way the way nic- most people are in nicotine. Yeah. Well, I got the uh, whole porno. Good luck, Michael. Uh, yeah, you've, right, you've the got climb that too. Going. So okay. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll be back look deep into this jingle you are getting sleepy sleepy love line will be right back you will listen you will listen well now two of the most common new year's resolutions are a get your life organized and b start a business and you can now do both quickly at legalzoom.com i love these guys i've actually used them myself for setting up a will for someone for setting up a corporation getting your life organized starts with a last will and testament or living trust from legal zoom it's easy it's inexpensive and you'll protect your assets your family and get peace of mind b start a business legal zoom can help you launch your dreams and save you a ton of time and money LegalZoom has helped over a million businesses, and LegalZoom gets the job done right. Nine out of ten customers would recommend the service to their friends and family. Why? Because they get personalized, affordable protection quality. Maybe that's why they earned an A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. I know I recommend them. LegalZoom's step-by-step process was created by a team of experts in law and technology. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with a third-party attorney and provides you with self-help services. For special savings, enter LOVE, L-O-V-E, in the referral box at checkout. Please don't let another month go by before you take care of these things for your family and business. From wills to business formation, trademark applications, power of attorney, and even bankruptcy help. Go to LegalZoom.com. <laughs> All right, we're back here on Love Line with Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, and Jed the Fish, host of the nationally... I guess you don't have to say nationally syndicated. If it's syndicated, it must be national. Is that right? Yeah, it's on in the Philippines, it's on in Japan, it's on in Brazil. Really? Yeah. Um, for like the uh, the enlisted men over there? No, just um, I, I forget. I think it's either in Rio de Janeiro or something like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How come we're not on over there, Drew? <laughs> Look at me. All right. It's a talk show. <laughs> you know. Let me get the phone number down. One eight hundred L O V E English talk show. Yeah. One nine one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're playing the you're playing that music. Three one oh eight five four forty four fifty five. Jed, let's talk a little about the show because we have been uh, so concerned with the calls of our listeners and the problems of our listeners, I should say, that we haven't had a chance to discuss 
your syndicated And the show. real problems we have getting those damn songs in order. We've been at it for two years, and we have not once played them in order. And is it, what I mean, who? I do how do you come this? up with the order? Or what dictates the order? Well, Karen Manning is our producer, and she will not let anyone in on her little voodoo thing. And she's afraid to take a vacation because the show's produced in advance. And she's like, well, she has this very honest way of deciding what song comes after what and, and making up the chart. And I go, Karen, if the songs are out of order, go ahead and go on a vacation. Nobody's going to know which number's which or which which song moved from there to there. But uh, but she, she really wants to do it honestly, but she won't tell anyone how that is. And you're in you're out of Westwood One. Yeah, we're right here down too. the hall here. And yeah. and you co- basically you come in, you know the song in, in advance or which one you're 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 setting up or coming out of, and you write. Do you have a script that you use, or do you ad lib, or how's it work? Well, actually, um, they uh, they write a script and then I come in and jedize it for about an hour, and then I kind of ad lib off of my jedizations and, and Karen's words. But you know, you know that Oasis song, twenty two second intro, and you got kind of the same parts to work with each week. And you know, sometimes you're wacky, and sometimes you just give information. And then they so they tape all that, then they insert the songs basically. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like totally taking the magic out of it for everyone right now. You're yeah. being blown by a host of hookers. You got the heroin needle. It's perfect. No, isn't it true you phoned the whole thing in from you? Isn't it true you died a year ago? <laughs> and Casey Kasem does the show for me. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm out of here in 45 I'm, minutes. I'm sorry. Give me the money. The, I'm out of here. I screwed with the magic of radio. Yeah. No, it's live. He's uh, he's actually inside of your radio doing each show each week whoever's listening to me help 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 Let me out i'm stuck give me a problem to deal with lamont yes sorry cool hey adam hey drew hey mr fish hey hey yeah um i called like two weeks ago and um it was about like my girlfriend how i didn't like want to break up with her because she's really nice and i don't like get her upset or anything like that right right and i was like thinking like do like like you know how like you like tie something around your arm really tight, you know, because of circulation, you know? Right, like, right. Like, yeah, Jed like could tell you about that. Yeah, right. Like, stop that, you know? Right. Tourniquet, right. Right. You sur- uh, surgical hose, didn't you, Jed? Yeah, no. see, you know. <laughs> belt. Oh, belt. I'm a good junkie. Probably your father's, too, wasn't it, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Lamont, Lamont, didn't yeah. we tell you to be honest with her? Yeah. But, well, like, like, so nice, you know? Lamont, yeah, well, look what you're doing. Lamont, you're are taking... You, are you making things better by waiting? Um, no, not really. Because I just like, you know, no contact and stuff like that. Lamont, l- let me give you an example. Drew, your doctor, correct? At least on paper. Some guy comes in. <laughs> the nicest You're guy. You're a jerk, at least on paper. <laughs> Don't get in the act, The nicest guy in the world comes in. Says he's got headaches. You say, uh, well, uh, since you're uh, insured, let's go ahead and give you a CAT scan and milk system a little bit. You give him a CAT scan, you see a, a golf ball-sized tumor in his head. Now, the guy's got a year to live. Mm. Because he's a nice guy, what do you go? Eh, I better not tell him. I better let him go on. I better not let him try to get chemo or or surgery or whatever. He's a nice guy. It's the same idea. It's the same thing. Because they're a nice guy is why you need to do it. Now, you need to do it in a nice way. Drew would just have one of his lackeys come in there and like write him a note or something. But you need to do it in a good way. But because she's a nice girl... It it makes it more difficult, of course, when you don't want to hurt somebody. You empathize with them. Really, you 
the fact that you're capable of empathy is is good, but you've got to belly up. You've got to do what you got to do, and, and do it as kindly as possible, but do it nonetheless. Mm. Just pick a mm. number. Yeah, Seth. Yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> hi, hi. The fish. How's it going? Hiya. Um, I was wondering that how like teenagers don't have a good relationship with their parents. Right. Why it is they don't, or yeah, I mean, like, it's like I have a really good relationship with my parents. Very unusual. Yeah, but um, a lot of my friends, like, get kicked, or like, I know one of my friends got kicked out of his house and stuff, and I was just wondering, like, what happens with, like, how that whole thing happens, like, how they don't communicate. You, you want to know? Well, <clears throat> Jed, I mean, Jed, you probably had had your bouts. Uh, when you were a teenager, you want to you want to address this one? Yeah, I actually had some really uh, heavy things going on. I, I was holding a gun at my stepfather at one point. Really? Yeah. When so you were how old? I was like fifteen, sixteen. Was your there was like a lot of violence going on, and I was like going to save the day and blast my way out of there or whatever. But uh, you, know, you know, seriously, uh, you know, I know what he's talking about. Um, I I can't really say what the drama comes from. Um, you have lots of things working. You have lots of things at play. You have parents' expectations on on what the children should be and how they should act. You have their memories of how they were. You have their memories of how they were treated when they were kids, and uh, you know they don't always take into account what it's like to uh, what it's like to be growing up in the '90s. And and you're also is sort of in limbo. I mean, when you're a kid, you're a kid, and when you're an adult, you're an adult. But when you're a teenager. You sort of have, you know, you, you know you're, you're relying on mommy and daddy to, like, you know, pay the rent, buy the food, and take care of you. On the other hand, you want to go out and get loaded and knock girls up and stay out till 4 in the morning, and you'll be damned if anyone's going to tell you how to lead your life. Right. So there's this sort of ambiguity. It's a, it's a <laughs> no person dichotomy. I make that word dichotomy there, yeah. which is they're telling you, they're treating you like a kid, but you're feeling right. like a man. Right. right. And, and the fact is... That or many, a woman. many, most teenagers need a certain amount of structure and limits set around them, but they're going to fight like hell against it because they need to do that too. Right. And that's where the conflict comes from. They need to assert themselves. They need to push those limits to find out who they are. But those limits need to be there to teach them how to live safely and to make good choices. And uh, it's it's a it's a natural conflict that is usually there. So yeah. Seth, how do you, how do you do it? I, I like I don't know. I mean, like I since I was a little kid, I've always done stuff with my parents, and I mean, like I don't know. I can just talk to them about anything. They treat you like an adult, right? How would you feel if they didn't? Um, for, I, I'd pretty much go off. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's what happens in the other houses. But but it's not just that. It's not that. I mean, we don't know. What Seth, do you mean? No, Come Seth on. may not hey, be doing the, well for all we know. He's the I mean. guest. Don't don't contradict him. Right. Jed, you are always right. There I, you go. I will not contradict <laughs> any further. However. That is a possibility. Uh, however, yeah. that, that children, uh, uh, young people need to be treated with respect and, and given full value of them as a person. Right. But That's to treat them like an adult right. is yeah, a mistake. All right. Yeah. I didn't mean and, that. Yeah. And you need to earn it. Too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are just in a bash of parents. How come he doesn't, you know, mom doesn't trust me, dad doesn't trust me. How come they won't let me borrow the car? Because last time you borrowed it, you wrapped it around a telephone pole, right. and there was an empty 12-pack in right. the back seat. Now, what Drew just said is really important um, for uh, for the kind of relationship that you apparently have with your parents. Right. Congratulations. Right. Tom. Tom. Yeah, how's it going? Hey, you're on Loveline. Hey, Adam. Hey, Dr. Drew. How's it going? Tom, good. Good. I just wanted to... Uh, Tell Jed that uh, I was in Micronesia last May for about three and a half weeks. 
Did it rain all the time? Um, actually, no. It was uh, great weather. Did it rain when you were there, Jeff? No, uh, it rained probably twice. Yeah, it rained like six times a day when I was there, but really? then the sun was out 90% of the time. Wow. Yeah. Storms coming and going like so, crazy. That's one big pot plantation over there. Is that basically what goes on yeah, over there? They grow pot on Palau, sure. I didn't see any of that. We uh, we were shooting a CD-ROM project for an under, uh, underwater uh, video game for CD-ROM. Anyway, that was your excuse for going over there. Yeah, basically. Wow. Yeah. What, what what Were there like chicks and bikinis and was it that um, kind of thing? Uh, there were some girls on the boats, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but basically the Micronesians, pretty ugly, huh? Um, Yeah, there's uh, not too many nice-looking <laughs> ones there. <laughs> Tom? Uh-huh? Did you get any hookers? Oh, no. Seriously? No, Mom? I got a massage, though, but no, no hookers. Yeah? Was the guy good-looking? <laughs> oh, it was a girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Tom. All right, man. Thanks Thank you. Glad for you enjoyed that. yourself. Incredible diving over there. Kenny? Um, hey, what's up? Hey, you're on Loveline. All right, well, I called in about... I called in on Tuesday night. Right. I remember you, Kenny. Your girlfriend was demanding to have sex. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Drew, like a steel trap. Yeah. I was like, I've never heard this voice in my life. That's why I'd be a horrible witness. Drew's got a grin on his face. Like, yeah, I know I got it going on. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Yeah, Mr. Brain over there. Lord knows. You know, let me just say this real quick, Kenny. I relax my brain enough. You think I would be rested by the time I come in here? Now I, I spend my life. It's like I basically, when I get home, I wrap my head in a warm towel and just watch porno with the sound down until I come back in here. I really, I treat my brain's got almost no mileage on it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's been kept in a in a hermetically sealed bedroom for 31 years and it still doesn't work. What is that? Meanwhile, Drew's out there pushing his brain to the limit. Uh, wearing his brain out every day, and he comes in here and he's firing on all cylinders. His is going to quit before ours is. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) I smell aneurysm. Maybe before the show's out tonight. So, Candy, what happened? Okay, well, um, uh, I told her, like... um, You didn't want to do it. Yeah, on, like, uh, Saturday or something. And ever since then, she's been, like, harassing me, like, calling me at 3 in the morning or something, and, like, uh, just, like, bugging me to have sex with her, and she won't leave me alone. All right. We're gonna call her. Oh no! Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We're gonna let we're gonna let the uh, famous and noble Jed the Fish talk a little sense into her, which will probably go something like, uh, you know, if Kenny's not up for it, she's never my home gonna address. admit it. First of all, she isn't. She's not gonna admit that she pressures him for sex. That's not gonna happen. You don't think so, Kenny? No. Yeah. We want to call her. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, that was easy. I like pliable <laughs> listeners, by the way. I wish everyone could be that way. Easily manipulated. Yeah, I wish you could go like a transmission guy, and a guy goes, that's going to need a complete overhaul. And you go, but I don't want that. And he'd go, oh, okay. Oh, okay. We'll I'll just add a little fluid. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Send you on your way. <laughs> I always had this uh, idea, which was, and we put Kenny on hold. We're going to call the girlfriend in a second. But I had this idea before we go to break. When I was a kid... When you're ever getting abused too badly, you could always yell, I'm serious, and people would let up on you. Like when you're roughhousing. Oh, like, like one time you're I, serious. I got rolled in the carpet when I was a kid. I got rolled up in a Persian rug with my hands at my sides, you know, and like three foot of rug. And my friends, God bless them, were just kicking the rug randomly <laughs> while I was rolled up in it. And I got to one point where I was starting to freak, you know, I was rolled breathe. up in this can't, rug. Well, I mean, I could breathe, but I was freaked. Yeah. I mean, picture yourself rolled up in a yeah. rug and your yeah. friends kicking. And I gave out the yell. This is like the trump card. I'm serious. <laughs> and then I heard like a stop and I heard, hey, he's serious. Adam's serious. Okay, let him out. 
And I just thought to yourself, wouldn't it be great as an adult to have the I'm serious call? I mean, like your girlfriend could go, hey, Jed, it's just not working out anymore. You could go, but, but, but I love you, baby. And you should, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about seeing other people. And you could just pull out the, but I'm serious. And she go, okay. Yeah, not a card right. you can use all the time. Just once in a while. Just, just when like you if really need it. The boss calls you in, the program director, Jed, the ratings aren't where they should be. Your lackluster performance is, is bringing down Talk the... Talk too much. The phone calls aren't very I, I know. Good. If this is hitting close to home, just go ahead and say something. Okay. But, yeah. What I'm saying is, there's too much of this, too much of that. We're gonna, we're gonna let and you go. But I love this job. I need this job. I got a mortgage. And he goes, Well, I'm really sorry. And you go, But I'm serious. And he and goes, then Okay, he, Jed. And then he doesn't come back with, We need somebody young and hungry. You <laughs> That's know? right. Just, oh, you're serious. Which okay. I, which I rented, by the way. <laughs> and we'll be back. Call Love Line one eight hundred Love one nine one Love Line. We'll be right back. All right now, everybody. Winter weather is upon us. Roads are closed. Flights are canceled. I've been stuck at airports way more than I want to think about. But while I'm there, I can use our friends from GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix to use their powerfully simple way to meet and collaborate online, whether I'm using a phone, iPhone, iPad, computer, laptop, no matter what, no matter where, no matter what the weather is like, and you can sign up for GoToMeeting. You've heard us talk about these guys. We use them all the time. Ironically, if we're going to do business with somebody else, we use GoToMeeting. And in GoToMeeting, you get real-time, high-definition video conferencing, and you can throw up one another's documents and work on each other's documents while you're having your electronically face-to-face meeting. So no matter where you are, you can be instantly connected. Sign up, GoToMeeting, from your computer or mobile device. Share screens, collaborate. We rely on GoToMeeting all the time. And like I said, when I've been stuck, and I was stuck in New York last week, and I was stuck in the airport, GoToMeeting is always there. So start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting, G-O-T-O, GoToMeeting.com today. Click the Try It Free button and use the promo code LOVELINE. That is GoToMeeting.com, promo code LOVELINE. Meeting is believing. He's back here on Loveline. Let me give the phone number out, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. Tonight's guest is a fabulous Jed the Fish from the nationally syndicated radio countdown show, Out O Order. And when we started off tonight at about 8 o'clock, we played a lovely hit by uh, Dr. Drew called... Uh, can I say that? A oh, beautiful please. montage. There's not more. This is the extended uh, dance version. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. It's the same version, but a lot of people didn't tune in right at the top, and they'll want to know what they uh, missed. Pee on this stick. It makes me sick. Pee on this stick. It makes me sick. If I find you stealing my underwear again, here's what's going to happen. Asshole. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. Stuff like this. It makes me sick. You're fat. Asshole. You're fat. Can I say that? You're fat. You're overweight. I want to be dominated. You're gay. I want to be dominated. You're gay. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. It's called intimacy. Can I say that? This is not acceptable. Can I say that? You're fat. Not acceptable. Pee on this stick. Not acceptable. Boiled peyote button. Not acceptable. You're overweight. Not acceptable. Can I say that? Can I say that? Oh, again, kudos 
to engineer Mike for uh, spending 15 minutes on that one over the over the weekend. No, no, really. The, you know what you don't understand is that, that thing was about 50 seconds long and could have taken probably double that amount of time to actually produce. So. No, I'm saying I know from doing that crap myself, or at least watching other people, and Jed, you know, yeah, to put together like a funny one-minute little thing is like a couple hours. I mean, of editing and mixing, and, and, and even if you were pretty pretty proficient. Seems like it should take 20 minutes, but we really drag it out. Hey, can I read a fax it? after all this? We yes, read a fax, yes. Voice of reason. I've had my abuse for the evening. Uh, this is my girlfriend was diagnosed with Gardnerella. She took two prescriptions, and things seemed to be cool. Am I infected, and can I reinfect her without treatment? And yes, you could be infected. You could be harboring this, and yes, you could reinfect her. Generally, when someone has Gardnerella, both the the person and the sexual partner should be treated. It is a relatively benign condition. It's just a vaginal infection. It's not. It's not. It, it is sexually not, transmitted, but it's not going to cause any problems. It does not cause a problem for no. the male in the drip. In the no, people. except that he can give it to other people. Where does he harbor it? In the urethra. And it just sits in there like um, he's a carrier, like some uh, off-duty Marines ready for <laughs> ready for their next assignment. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and and how does it manifest itself in his urethra? I mean, to him, does he Probably know he a, has no, anything? Usually, Is it a problem? Not. No, usually nothing. Oh, the Lord works in mysterious and sometimes unpleasant ways. Amber. Yes. You're Hi. on Loveline. Hi, Doctor Drew and Adam and Jed the Fish. Hi there. Hey. Hey. Um. I have a problem. <laughs> well, I have two, but um, every time I kiss a boy, my like pants like get wet. Uh huh. Did 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 you knock over his beer when you reach around to kiss him? No. Okay, because that happens sometimes. <laughs> and I don't know what it's from. Ooh. And I was wondering why. Well, well. <laughs> I've never had this happen, so I'm going to turn it over to Jed the fish over here. <laughs> it's called arousal. It's called sexual arousal. That's uh-huh. what it's called. And uh, I think you're lucky, actually. You yeah. Know? Maybe you should bring some spare underwear. Some, no, some, some, uh, some women, some girls just uh, get wet rather easily. And uh, I, I got to say it's a turn on. For most guys, yeah. Yeah. For most guys. Well, you know? what it is, <coughs> I mean, we're talking trip. about how the Lord... And works the body in mysterious works ways. in mysterious ways. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. is this. It's you start kissing, and you, biologically, you think or your brain says, "Okay, we may have some sex here, so we better start." You know, we better start lubing the cylinder here because we we could be going to we could be steaming ahead of full throttle any second now. So that's what happens, and then you don't go there, and all you get is a soiled pair of panties. It's similar to males having an erection. Okay, and um, my other problem is that um, my boyfriend, he wants to have anal sex. What? <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, do you have sex and you can't find a strap on? <laughs> do, do you have sex? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> do you have sex with your boyfriend? Uh, yeah. I, um, I've had sex about three times. Uh-huh. And he's already on to the anal. Yeah. He's you're, conquered the whole vaginal thing. He's <laughs> bored. He's ready to move forward. And you're 15. More move backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Very good. Um, engineer Mike on the drum kit in the next room. Yeah. Everyone's getting in the act tonight. Anal. That's just yeah. out of the question. <laughs> it is. So tell him. Well, I told him, and he said that he was going to leave me, and Amber, I love him a lot. Good. No, good. He needs to go. That's ridiculous. But... Um, 
I don't know. He said that it's either oral sex or anal. And I don't want to do either. Amber, but. you don't do anything you don't want to do. If this guy right. doesn't respect that, don't don't wait till he leaves. Kick him out. Plus, you got lots of time to change. How old are you? Fourteen. 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 I mean, you, oh, Drew, get ready, baby. You know, you're just starting to have sex. <laughs> yeah, that's He's right. Got kids. He's got a daughter. Oh, uh, yeah. You're just starting to have sex. You know, you can decide. Uh, you know, five or ten or twenty years from now that you want to try that other stuff. You don't need to do the whole thing with your first boyfriend. You will, re- well, you will regret. But, doing things you don't want to do. Let's put it that and way. And let me say this, too, which, uh, you know, and I, I may get some hate mail or even uh, some attempts on my life by the teenage boys out there. But women, please empower yourselves. You hold all the cards. You Wait are a like, minute. How many times have I said that? Oh, relax over there, Drew. I'm saying it so the kids listen. Amazing. So, so they'll believe him. They'll believe it. <laughs> Drew, it's just inane chatter, you know. It's just it's like a guy uh, it's it's like he's speaking Japanese reason. over there. Like well, I got through to him, to yeah. Adam. Oh, no, no. I had this rap going way. Okay, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. The point is this. <laughs> you're like an Indian with all the beads. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to bargain. And you're, what you're looking for in a relationship is often quite different than what the guy, at least initially, is after. That men tend to look at the sexual act can be a purely physical event. For women, it almost always has tremendous emotional content. And for the guy, it may have none. Uh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. The reason, I've just come up with something. We're talking about God. The reason all men crave the large penis... And God only dealt them like a five and a half inches because if guys had a four foot penis, they would screw you from their house. <laughs> they would just like hanging out the window while they're watching television <laughs> or like cleaning their shotgun or something. You know, I mean, they would never get up if their penis could stretch across the living room. They wouldn't even get off the frickin' sofa. That's why God made curses man with the short penis. But I kind of want to, but I don't know. Amber, you think about it. Until you're clear, it's what you want to do. Don't act on. But would you recommend it? I would not. We're recommend not going to recommend. It. I would recommend you cool your what jets. What is it? A book? Yeah. You, how, yes, how, I enjoyed let, it thoroughly. Me, I would recommend me, it to a friend. Just, just quickly. How close are you to your boyfriend? We're really close. We've been going out for almost a year. And, and what do you think about that relationship? What's going to happen with that relationship? Um. Well, what I want to happen, or what? I what think? do you want to have with that relationship? Um. I want to go out with him for a lot longer. And then what? And then if we go out for a long time to maybe get engaged or something. Yeah, and that's and that's what every 14-year-old, 15-year-old thinks about the guy they're having sex with, that they're going to marry him. And it hardly ever happens. It never happens. Right. Or when it does, it ends in tragedy. <laughs> Actually, first they have a few kids, then it ends in tragedy. Yeah, yeah so so you're screwed. Your 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 best bet is is like I said, just just be uh, chained to the sofa. That's what I'm going to do with my kids, Drew. You think you, I'm? You can do that to my kids too. Good luck. Don't do anything. <laughs> just, you just don't. don't. You're not in my house though at the time. <laughs> don't do anything you don't want to do, Dominic. Unless I tell you to, Dominic. Yeah. Hey, you're on Love Line what's with Jed up, the dude? Fish. Hey, what's up, Jed? Hi, yeah. What's up, Doctor Drew? Dominic. Adam. Hey. Adam, you're just my favorite, man. You you make me laugh every night. Thank you, Dominic. Me too. Um, I have a question for Drew though. Yeah. Um, I'm on. I'm on the. I was recently in a car accident. And mm. I broke my hip. Mm. And they got me on. Uh, what is this, Coumadin? Did you get a blood clot in your leg? Uh, no, uh, no blood clot, but I think, I guess that's, uh, I guess there's the risk of I'd get a blood clot. Are you spending a lot of time in bed? Yeah, I just yeah. lay down the, yeah. whole, the whole day. All right. A lot of masturbating, Dominic? <laughs> no, not Seriously, seriously. Yeah, because usually my mom's around. 
Oh, okay, right. Yeah, you don't. She's she's been through enough. Yeah, <laughs> she don't need to see that. What's your question? Yeah. But uh, my question is, uh, is like on I got and I'm on some painkillers, ox 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 oxycodone or something. Vicodin. Yeah, and that says don't <laughs> don't drink alcohol. That's Vicodin. How do you spell Vicodin? Oxycodone. That's the generic. All these all these. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But uh, it, it says not to take alcohol or drink alcohol with that, and you know I don't drink alcohol anyway. But I was wondering if it'd be all right if I smoked. Uh, um, Weed with it. I, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, your levels, the, the cumin can be affected by a lot of things. Really? And Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. How long you laid up for? Um, well, I'm almost done taking these pills. Uh, I probably have, I have about eight more. For Christ's sake, you're on a strong opiate. Isn't that enough? It's never <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, but it's Dominic, not. just do it. Yeah, I mean, Vicodin, Vicodin will jack your crap up pretty good, won't it? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I've never taken it, but I have had friends that have taken it, and they, they swear by it. Oh. <laughs> That's just step number one into dreamland. Sharon. Yes. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew. Hi, Sharon. I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old son, and his name is Josh. That him we hear in the background? Yeah. <laughs> And, um, See, his uh, kids behave the same as mine. No, no. Not just but my I kids. called Drew at home tonight, and it was like, I, I, I don't know if it, it... A nursery. Let me say, there's just no possible way that that level, that the, the, the decibels that are coming through the phone are coming through there. It must be when I call, or it's like some kind of joke, because every time I call, it's like, wow! They're just screaming, screaming, screaming. Adam, Adam, are they just like talking like it's normal? Like they're just ignoring the whole thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then Drew's like, yeah, yeah, okay, hold on. Put down the toilet brush, and then he gets back. <laughs> Don't put that in your mouth. Yeah? Stop biting your sister again. And he just comes back. He doesn't even notice it. It's a huge distraction for me. But God bless him. They're uh, beautiful kids. Because I know Susan listens to the show. She gets pissed every time I say that. <laughs> like Lord of the Flies killing each other. Sharon, <laughs> she is. Uh, Drew's wife gets seriously pissed when I bag on the kids. They're, hey, they're, 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 they're nature's candy, those kids. They really are. They're Sharon, beautiful. Sharon, what's going on? <laughs> but, um, my son's father, um, his name was Jeff, and he committed suicide when my son was seven months old. Wow. And wow. he's at the age now where he asks me, you know, he'll see, he'll see parents with their kids, and he's like, well, what's mm. daddy? And I really don't know what to tell him. Were you guys married? No, we were engaged, but we were supposed to be married. And what were the circumstances under which he killed himself? I'm, I don't know. I, they never told me. I have who, no idea. I don't who, know if he was on drugs or if he was drinking or anything. Who never told you? Any, nobody ever told me. His parents never told me. The hospital, nobody ever told me. You, you, you need to you find didn't, you, need to, you didn't ask? Well, no, I have asked, and they just say, well, I don't know. Oh, come on. Well, but, well, where did they find him? In his room or at yeah, home? Or? in his room, and his parents were home. And you guys were engaged with Mary, but you don't know whether he was an addict? You don't know he was depressed? Well, no, no. See, I know he, he, he smoked a lot of pot, and he drank a lot, but he was very sober when I left his house, and I left his house an hour before it happened. And he didn't contemplate, didn't discuss with you the possibility of suicide? No, everything was perfectly fine. We Sh- were told. Sharon? Yes. Bottom line is I, I really believe in honesty with children, and you, you fi- figure out a way... Uh-huh. That you can best help your child understand what happened. Let them know that the important thing is that the child know it's not their responsibility, that not not their fault, and that the father cared very much about him, but that he had an illness and he succumbed to that, and that illness caused the suicide. And we'll be back. Loveline will be right back.
Well, that is about all the time we have tonight. We have uh, Paul Williams coming in tomorrow night. He's written a zillion songs. Your head will explode when you find out songs he's written. I want to thank uh, Jed the Fish for coming in. Make sure and catch his Out of Order on the uh, weekend syndicated all across the nation. Drew, read the email address. Email address is LUV191 on America Online. And the mail address is P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, Hollywood, California, 90078. want to thank Dr. Drew, Adam Carolla, Jed the Fish. I want to thank Sherry. I want to thank Josh on the phones. I want to thank producer Ann for having such long and lean legs. I want to thank engineer Mike for having a beer gut. (laughs) And we'll talk to you tomorrow night. So that's it then. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. The Lights Producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Change my story now. Uh, oh, don't worry. No, uh, no. I, I can get it done from both sides uh, of the plate. Uh, uh, don't but, get me wrong, something, Drew. Something new and different is happening here. No, no. I'll, it's got to be based on experience. Uh, so why would you change your attitude so abruptly? Well, no, I'm not changing my attitude. Mm. I'm Come on, don't give me who you, who you Inspector Clouseau all of a sudden. Just fight like you're married. <laughs> <laughs> We're locked in a room for two hours every night together. Yeah. Drew, you, you keep this up, you're not getting any sex after the show. I'll tell you that right now. Am I right, Mike? Yeah. Now listen, women like they they like the rubbing, they like the licking, they like all that stuff. The actual sex itself is is nice, but it doesn't always bring them to orgasm. More often than not, you have a higher percentage chance of of having them achieve orgasm through the other means. So don't take it personally. You know, do everything and then sort of finish them off, but not necessarily with your penis. You know what I'm saying, Mike? All right. Now, as far as what went on. With your best friend, your ex-best friend, and I will say your ex-girlfriend, too, now. Please. This is inexcusable. Right. The fact that they did it is enough. The fact that they went on and sort of boastfully, yes, uh, said that she had multiple orgasms with this guy, whether it's true or not. It makes it even worse if it's not true. Either way, you will never get over this. And I say you have to break up. I mean... I just want to cut to it. I know that I would never get by this. Right. You would either. Right. I mean, I you're a sensitive guy, you're open-minded guy, you're king, but you would never get past it. You would right. just never get past it. So if you know you're not going to get past it, then I say nip it right now. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Yeah. Honestly, you, you're never going to get past it, are you? There will be some more. Um, probably not. There will okay. be some more genuine relationships. Another question? No. You only get two. Two? Yes. That was only one. That was one and a half. Well, this is only half a question. Uh, okay, smartass. <laughs> it does math. <laughs> yeah, I do math. I'm in Mike, school. what's the deal? Um, <laughs> I had taken these uh, pills called Uptime. Uptime. Yeah. Right. What yeah, it's like a over-the-counter. It's a caffeine, caffeine. pill. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I lift weights. Yeah. And... Uh, they didn't help me at all. They just, and I'm real hyperactive. Yeah, just, good. Uh, you're already hyper and you're taking uptime? Yeah, for, they, they're supposed to give you more like uh It's caffeine, Mike. It's don't, just don't caffeine. Do it. Don't do it. Save your money. Have a, have a jolt cola. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, Mike? Okay. All right. Yeah. Like, we needed to wait wait through that last one. See, I should have went with my instinct, but then everyone would have been pissed. Oh, you know, hanging up on him. Jason. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. All right. Hey, how are you guys doing? Tonight? We're all right. Good. All right. Um, you had a caller earlier who was talking about having an underage girlfriend. And, mm. um, I've had an underage girlfriend for quite a while now, and we're really happy together, and we have a six-month-old baby, and... Both people on both sides of the family are agreeable with this, and I really don't. You, think bo- both sides of the family, meaning the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, if you want to put it that way. All righty. Well, what uh, part of Kentucky from, Jason? I'm sorry. What part of Kentucky you say you're calling from? Uh, I'm from Oregon. Ah, okay. Uh, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. I'm from the Valley. Oh. Van Nuys. I'm you're from, from the Valley. Yes, uh, California. Uh, a lot yeah, of that. Thank you very much. I just want to say that. As, um, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've been going out with her for how long? Quite a while. No, I asked how long, you pinhead. Um, about three years. Since she I was hate to be an a hole, but you know, it comes, three it years, comes naturally years. Well, for you. Well, when you're doing a radio show, you kind of have to get to it, and yeah. that's why I'm rude. I'm not normal. Don't oh, get oh, me yeah. wrong. Oh no, yeah. No, when I'm no, standing no, in my living room, I don't start teeing mm-hmm. off on mm-hmm. people. Yeah, but yeah. when someone says how long, they want a number yeah. because the people listening want a number. All I, right, I, I, so three years. So how old was she when you met her? She was fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, I, I have four words, by the way, that I heard repeated throughout the evening and day today: "Lord of the Flies." Oh, your wife. Mm. The wife's pissed off. Mm. Is she pissed? Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Susan. Oh, that's going to be uncomfortable next time I see her. I'm going to have to like, uh, carry a fruit basket in my car in case I run into her sometime. Jason, yeah. how old were you? I was 21 when we met. You're 21. She was 13. She was 14. Oh, she was 14. Right. She's 17 now. Okay. That's a little weird. A little. That's why I'm here. Okay, but you guys are... You're are you married? Uh, no, we're not married, no. Are you no. going to get married? Uh, yeah. They want to wait till they have their third kid before right. they think about marriage. You Somebody's know, they want to rush in anything. There's got to be a new... I just want to say, I mean, when, when two people are in love, age or sex shouldn't matter. And, you know, it's, I'm glad I didn't call for advice. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Well, we Jason the pedophile's upset now. <laughs> I got to say honestly, when you call a radio show and you go, "I was 21, I met my wife or I'm uh, sorry, my girlfriend or my fiance when she was 14. I I, you know, I nursed her along like a bonsai tree and she's now 17. I'm not sure about his math by the way. He's 26 or 25 now. She's 17. And she must have been pregnant when she was 15. Yeah, uh, we have a kid. Uh, are you thinking about getting married? Well, we haven't yeah. really. Hey, you're in a screwed up relationship. Yeah. I mean, you may love each other, and this may be the 1% that may work out. But you know what? It would be bad advice for the other 99 sickos that are thinking about doing it and going to fail. Right. And that's our job. I mean, right. we're not talk. We're talking to Jason, but we're talking to a bunch of other people, right. too, and, and we can't condone these things. Right. And, he, you know, he, if he's going to do anything, he needs to get married. He's going to have to work his butt off his whole life and making this thing work. It's going to be a huge commitment. And, I, you know, I, he doesn't sound like somebody who really understands that. I mean, it, this business of love conquers all. Well, yeah, I do believe very strongly in deep feelings and even in instinctive kinds of feelings. But the fact is that uh, what usually attracts us to people initially 
is the, the sickest part in each of us. Oh, yeah. It's our pathology that tracks us. And so the, the love relationship can often be a very dysfunctional, violent, terrible, chaotic relationship. Yeah, and that's a BS moral high ground to go with, hey, it's love. Does love ask to see your ID or your birth certificate? Hey, she was 14. I was 21. We we're in love. Who are you to question? That's BS. I, I, can go to, I can go to Disneyland and fall in love a thousand times looking at a bunch of little 14-year-olds running around eating cotton candy skirts. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, 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 don't go there. You know, don't but the teacup, no, yeah, no. they spin around real fast sometimes. Skirt you scare me up. sometimes. <laughs> How old are your daughters? No. Oh, oh your daughter? Yeah, okay, Thanks. Susan's <laughs> Susan's coming out to me now. She's loading the shotgun. Lord of the flies. She's taking the shotgun. She's taking the rock salt round out of the shotgun. She's putting the she's putting the bird the buckshot in. She's coming after me. Christine. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. How are you? Good. Um, question about I guess masturbation with vibrators and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You have come to the right place. I know. Why yes. I think I called. Yes. Um, my question probably more for Dr. Drew, but if you have information, I'm more than willing to take your all right, what's the I moment? do. Between Ann and I, we could open a store and write a book. All right, guys, go ahead. just got a minute here. What's up? Um, no, I want to know time. about decreasing sensitivity, and if you do use a vibrator, will it affect me later? Uh, I have heard concerns that it could decrease sensitivity, and certainly uh that there that strong vibrations can affect sensory perception in limbs and things like that so there might be a real issue there though i don't think it is significantly relevant because an awful lot of people use these things right. and nobody really has any you know lifetime problems as a result yes it's more like will it affect your ability to have an orgasm Again, it, it might temporarily, but I'm, I'm not convinced that it really is a long-term problem, or we'd be hearing an awful lot more about that. But what well, it can, it, it doesn't have to be a purely a physical thing. I mean, you can be sort of become attached to something, used to a certain thing. No, it's called uh, orgasms and sex, yeah. Pardon me? I don't think it's um, a problem that way. It's more if... You want to have an orgasm. That's why you would use it, you know? Yeah, but here's here's what I'm saying. You use this thing to get an orgasm. I imagine you put it in the same place and move it, you know. I mean, you're like a drum majorette, right? You got the routine down. You, sure. you, the parade goes down the same route every t- every time, right? Now, when you're getting in, and you can have a pretty fast, efficient orgasm that way, am I right? Yes, and multiples, yes. And multiples. All right. Now, when you're with a guy, all of a sudden the vibrator's under the bed, this guy's over here, there's a totally different scene going on. And yes, you're usually much more intimate and romantic, but if you're not in, which Dr. Drew likes to refer to, a very caring, um, emotional relationship, you shouldn't be having sex with someone. Yeah, all right. I don't know what tangent you're hopping on to. I'm staying on the physical okay. part, Christine. Let's not leave the vagina for a moment. Okay. Are you in the vagina with me? Sure. All right, now stick around for a second. Now pull up a, a hood or something. <laughs> and it just has a repulsive look. we have to go to commercials. No, I'm just saying you get used to a certain thing. We got that point. You made that point. You, you masturbate on. 15 times a day. Right. So it's the same thing. I peeled two off in this conversation. That's right. Well, I know, and and I then know. someone else. getting full underneath that console. <laughs> yeah, you better empty it, baby. <laughs> Put the waiters on. Come on. <laughs> Throw it out in the trough. Hey, Christine's talking. What's up, Christine? Uh, a comment for you. Um, earlier about the guy who was, I guess, masturbating his girlfriend and there's blood on his finger. Right. And he's freaking out. Right. Well, it probably has nothing to do with the period. He probably just rubbed her the wrong way and cut her. And that's a possibility. He did mention that. So. But. but I mean, or even cut his own cuticle or something. Who knows? But, yeah. uh, but, 
We don't know. And uh, Dr. Drew, yeah. you need to talk more because you have so much knowledge and people need it. Well, thank you very much. I think what you mean is Adam needs to talk less. Is that what you're saying, Christine? Well, sometimes they cut you off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Love, 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 look, you go ahead. Love line, it will be right. Love line, love will be, line, she love, sorry, but we don't have that kind of time. Love line will be right back. Hey, we said that. Yeah, you did. like to thank Jimmy Bruce. At least wait till the show's over, Adam, please. Well, everybody's all over me tonight. I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm experiencing a lot of attitude from the listeners tonight. Maybe it's me. I must be in here. I must be in some kind of mood. And I'm, I'm, I'm projecting that. I'm projecting. I'm, I'm getting it back. But, Drew, go ahead and read the numbers there. Here is, uh, if you'd like to write to us, it's P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. That's P.O. Box 4345. And the email address is luv191 on AOL. Fantastic, Drew. And I want to thank the great Paul Williams for coming in tonight and being such a sport and being so damn helpful. I want to thank Jamie Bruce, the director of Headless Body in Topless Bar. Go out and see that when it comes to, well, it's not going to come to a theater near you. It may someday. Well, yeah, you better go find it. Uh, I want to thank the lovely producer, Ann. I want to thank the lovely Sherry for doing such a great job on the phones tonight. I want to thank James. Don't call me frickin' Jimmy, even though I should be able to call him whenever I want for helping out on the phones. I want to thank the Nutless Wonder Mike for doing a wonderful job uh, with that movie drop and everything else that he does. He is the magic man. I want to thank myself, Adam Carolla. I want to thank Dr. Drew for putting up with me and his lovely wife, Susan, in case I see her anytime soon. I want to thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow night. So that's it, then. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. happy. Is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This concludes another Podcast One.com program.